0: Welcome to the Unmachine Yourself podcast facilitated by Hatch and hosted by me, Rowan Van Forst. I'm a futures anthropologist and in this series I get to speak with CEOs, managers of big corporates, thought leaders about the future of work and leadership. Have fun. Umar Mirza is a social entrepreneur, change agent and moderator. And he is pretty good at scaling up social impact projects and companies. He's a founding partner of MDI Consultants, a consultancy company with a focus on social innovation. He started the Scholierentop in Dutch, which gathers college students on a platform to influence the future of their own city. He's executive partner of egmechi which is a chain of restaurants in the Netherlands, and he's one of the driving forces of NL 2025, a network of CEOs and social leaders who help to scale up projects to improve education, health and entrepreneurship in the Netherlands. Welcome. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, We're going to talk about the future, but I want to talk about your child's future dream first, if that's possible. So what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, I think everyone in our family wanted to be a pilot.
0: Were you a pilot family?
1: Uh, No, no one. (laughs) No one I knew was a pilot. I don't know why. I think my brother wanted to be it. I myself wanted to be it. And uh, even my younger brother probably. But the thing is, to be a pilot, your eyes need to be perfect. They need to be perfect, Yeah, That's true. And uh, when I was six, I already got glasses. Ouch. So my, my pilot dream shattered in front of me. Wow. Yeah.
0: And when did you then realize that you wanted to become an entrepreneur or a leader thinker?
1: Well, to be honest, I never decided I'm going to become an entrepreneur. You just it became just, one. It just happened, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's a mindset. And when you start doing it full-time, they call you entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. So what's the mindset of an entrepreneur? What do you think you need to be a good entrepreneur?
1: I think um, be able to recognize opportunities. Hmm. And someone who probably who could make it happen or try to make it happen. It's not necessarily people who take a lot of risk. I mean, I'm risk averse, to be honest. Hmm. I, I probably, I take risks, but very calculated risks. So I think entrepreneurs, they see a possibility, an opportunity, a future. And probably they think, why, is, why isn't why is anyone else doing it? Mm. And then you just start doing it. So, but you seem
0: to see quite a lot of things that nobody else is doing. Like you're pretty wide interested. Mm. So what are the typical things that you like? What inspires you?
1: Um, yeah, it's true. I'm I'm quite, I've got quite diverse interest fields. Um, so first of all, I read a lot, but then very on very diverse topics. could be about anything. It hmm. could be about the science of sleeping, or it could be about uh, upscaling companies. It could be about whatever. It doesn't matter. Even when I listen to podcasts, obviously I listen to this podcast. You should. Everybody should. <laughs> like everyone should. Um but it could be about anything, about nature, about science, about politics, about global economics. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I don't think I have one specific field. Uh, but, but I think I'm able to connect fields mm. and groups and ecosystems mm. and networks. And, mm. uh, and, and apart from that, I've, I think I can say I'm quite engaged with society but equal opportunities and these kind of topics they they so so I could not be an entrepreneur and completely disconnected with society or not use whatever network skills and resources you have To at least try to make your environment a little better than it was yesterday.
0: Yeah, so MDI Consultants, for example, uh, is developing and implementing sustainable programs in organizations to connect with important developments in society. And I think it was there that you had two projects winning the diversity awards, right, in 2020. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's true. Last year we won two diversity awards. One was for the work we did for the uh, Kunstmuseum, so the Museum of Arts in The Hague. Yeah. which is the second biggest museum of the Netherlands. Um, and uh, uh, and another one was for leadership programs we did with uh, for ABN Emerald, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bank in the Netherlands. And uh, we developed programs for, um, for a diverse group of future leaders to develop their uh, leadership skills, actually. Mm. But the way we did it also took in consideration how let's say, the unwritten rules of a, of a company, of uh, inner and outer circles in organizations. Mm-hmm. The importance of networks and how to connect your personal mission and your life with whatever you do in your career. And it had quite good, good impact on, on the progress of their careers as well and on the company. So both of them won. Actually, they won it. We did the programs for them. Yeah, <laughs> but they won the awards. Yeah,
0: but this is interesting again because again, it's 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 rather broad. So it's it's diversity, uh, it's social impact projects, but then it's also about connecting your personal values and leadership. So apparently, you just have a wide range of things that you find interesting, but also that you can inspire for others.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I'd call myself uh, in Dutch, we'd say a generalist. Hmm but I can't say I'm a general. Generalist. <laughs> Generalist. Yeah. Um, so, for example, earlier this year, I uh, I was in these networks with NL 2520. We had these online sessions. And I spoke to the CEO of uh, one of the big four. And then the next day I had a session with uh, a director of, uh, of an umbrella organization of primary schools in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And then also the Ministry of Education is one of my clients with a consultancy. So the, all three of them, they were talking about a certain problem in society. It was about, um, you know, we have in the Netherlands, we have the CITO toots. Yeah. So they get an... It's like the exam yeah, at the last like, grade. like this very serious exam. It de- It defines the rest of your uh, education career in the Netherlands. Yeah. and only So if you're you get it when you're school. 12 years old. Yeah. That's when you get it. So we were talking about this and how uh, the wrong assessments made on schools uh, and how we can solve it. And actually, I just connected these three organizations. So one was the Big Four. They had a program. They had consultants who are focused also on education and want to do something back for society. I heard this old umbrella organization talking about this this challenge and problem and then the ministry of education so i connected all of them and they're now in some projects trying to fix this hmm. issue so for that's themselves so that's one thing i can... Yeah, education is not my specialization
0: no but, but building... i can't
1: ignore that the fact that i'm thinking these three should meet and start something on this yeah yeah
0: so, so, so. then you function as a bridge basically
1: yeah i think uh, uh, something like a broker
0: yeah. So so if you have all these contexts and you have all these conversations and you do all these debates and, and moderations and discussion panels and whatnot, what do you see are some of the big themes of the future of work and leadership? What do you see recurring back and back?
1: Um, all right, that's a very big question. I think that a lot of people currently are reconsidering their Uh, fixed jobs and I also think we have a whole generation now so we had the generation who who said that working for a respected company was the best you could do and then now if you look at Generation Y for example a lot is about uh, the impact we have in the world and how you can become the best version of yourself, and all those kind of like one-liners people say. So, and these don't match up because the first group is leading big companies, and the second group is coming, entering, or or, or leaving the universities and 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 colleges, and and entering the the society to work. And that's a big mismatch, I guess. And uh, so, I think in Netherlands probably one of the things we will see is that this is a very much a bolder country. So, which kind of means like everything related to your contracts and your work, you're part of a labor movement. And um, I think these institutions will become less relevant. Hmm. Uh, I think working is not as much uh, a group effort anymore. It will become more individualistic, so more people go to freelancing nowadays.
0: Yeah, so you pick and choose, like, oh, I'll do a little bit for this, and then.
1: Yeah, especially works for generalists, for generalists, but probably also for specialists. Uh, They they suddenly consider, oh, wait a minute, if I leave my company and become a freelancer, I can earn twice as much. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, I just have to take care of my my pension and and a couple of other things. Yeah, Um, but then we're. I'm not saying they should do it. I'm not saying they should do it. I think uh, uh, in, in, in a lot of cases, you can have more impact if you stay with, and you're part of a bigger movement. Yeah. But I do think that people are, uh, some of them, talents are leaving organizations. Uh, and at the same time, the sectors are quickly changing. Mm-hmm. I just, yesterday, I saw a new list of billionaires in India. And what you see is, it was in The Economist, I guess. And what you see is that, um the new billionaires entering the list in India and those who are leaving the list of billionaires in India. So so the old uh, sectors are leaving, hmm. like the industrialists. And the IT and the outsourcing sector is becoming the new billionaires. Yeah. Um, and so I also think that we will have some sectors uh, being left behind. Probably it's going to be like farming in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And that 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 food tech will become more... Important than than farming in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, One of the themes that you just kind of uh, already mentioned
0: is diversity. Do you think yeah. that diversity and inclusions are big themes for the future? Because that's what we hear a lot of companies Definitely. talk about instead.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of talk about it. I think it's going to be very important. Inclusion is going to be especially. So so these are two different things. Diversity would be. Um, the diverse so so different kind of people and inclusion would be how much they have to say and, and are part of the DNA fabric of an organization.
0: Mm, like co-designing programs instead of just
1: Yeah, and co-deciding and uh co owning organizations. Yeah. So uh we have these things about um I think because societies are becoming more diverse.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I mean, even in the Netherlands, we have, I think, I don't know the numbers, but probably around 100,000 people from Syria in the Netherlands. Um, whereas probably 10 years ago, maybe we had 10,000 people from Syria in the Netherlands. So it's an—it's—it's infl- it's a very big influx. We can't just say, oh, these are Arabs and that's it. And we had moral consent. It's, it's, it's completely a different group of people with their own culture, um, with their own uh, educational backgrounds. Some of them are very educated. Some of them are big entrepreneurs in Syria. So these are cultural differences we're going to see, but also generational diversity. So what I already talked about, the different generations, what they expect from life. Yeah, Uh, It's gender diversity we're seeing. So so there's a lot of many types of diversity. And if organizations still want to be the best employees, the best place to work, um, they will have to level up their game, yeah, and they yeah. they they should be able to include these people, at least attract these people, yeah, and they should be able to at least know if you can't attract these people, your pool of potential employees is going to decrease. In the well, especially years.
0: now that they're predicting that you know you might have these like super employees that may travel the whole world because they can get nice flexible jobs overseas, for example, and if you have that pool. Mm-hmm. Um, global super employees then you probably also need good ones in your own country and our own country all the countries are getting more multicultural so that's going to be interesting
1: yeah already uh, I think it's 15 years ago now I I, uh, no 10 years ago I worked for Shell and um, back then it was cool I think it was the last generation where it was cool to work for Shell yeah (laughs) And, uh, and I was the only one in the Benelux who was part of my team hmm so there was someone in South Africa, someone in Egypt, et cetera et cetera, yeah, so working online and working from home was normal for me already back then yeah. um that's gonna happen more and more yeah i I mean i do I still think that that physical like why silicon Valley still there's something with physical hubs where people meet and things happen uh the same we see with uh, brainport in the Netherlands. Or uh, or where the med tech is is focusing in the Netherlands, yeah. biotech, yeah, and 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 the IT sectors more focused in Amsterdam in the Netherlands, yeah, uh, and even in Europe probably we can become a very big hub uh, as being Netherlands and, uh, um, but yeah, I do think that the way we have contracts will change. What we expect till when we want to work even.
0: So so say that I have a company because you yeah. just said something really interesting. Like you have the older generations, perhaps. Say I'm one of those. Yeah, white, male, a bit older guys, and I always run my company really successfully and I want to stay successful, then what do you recommend? Because you say something that is rather complex, like perhaps, you know, young generation Y, they're not looking for a fixed job. They are part of the platform economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking for a purpose. Um, they want to have a nice flexible job culture where they can meet, but also work remote. You know, what would you recommend me? How can I stay successful then?
1: So I would change something in the question you asked. Nice. Even white old men can be very inclusive or not. So let's talk about a mindset uh, and not necessarily uh, who that person is leading the company. Um, So for example, we just, in the chain of restaurants we're running, Mm -hmm. We just expanded. We just hired two people in the leadership team, mm-hmm. and one of them is a lady. I think from the same university as I studied. She's going to become the marketing manager. I think she's around thirty, probably. So we have kind of the same with the same generation, same mm-hmm. same background, educational background as well. And then the other one is a is what you just described, white man, uh, fifty plus. Um, uh, t- a tall Dutch guy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we see that that the 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 way the the vision we have of our organizational culture, we see it as a family. We describe our organizational culture as we are family. So transparency and openness is and trust is very important mm. for us. And that you care about others, and not just about other employees, but also about your guests who come into the restaurants and et cetera, et cetera. So. I think knowing what the culture is you want to build and then finding and then expressing that and finding people accordingly is very important. There are big organizations in the Netherlands and there are books written about them. We have them written about Unilever or about ABN Amro or about other organizations. Where you see something where the bureaucracy of the organizations becomes bigger than... Uh, every individual over there, which means whoever tries to change the organizational culture gets kicked out by the organization itself. Yeah. Um, so I think we should stop building big bureaucracies. I mm. think if there's one lesson, one big lesson, I don't believe in the, in, in, in the big, bigger, biggest company having thousands or more of employees. I don't think that that makes you the best company to work for. No. You could be the best brand like Google, but many people still leave it. Yeah, I think you need to work on what kind of organizational culture you want to have and what, what everyone's place in that is.
0: Very interesting. And that's from an organizational perspective. But now if we look at the managers or the CEOs or the co-founders of these companies, what do you think that they need to have as capabilities in order to thrive in the future, what is really important? To yeah, have?
1: I think that's that's a very good question. I think the type of leadership should be changed. We need different kind of leadership now. Hmm. Actually, it was one of the themes of the elections in the Netherlands: uh, new leadership. I think the big, but but it is, it is connected to the organizational structure as well. One of the aspects, actually, I think we need more flattened organizational structures. Hmm. So you need leaders who don't who don't need proof for their own way up in the organizational hierarchy. Okay. As in, they need to prove, I mean, I'm up here on top of the rock and I've got my corner office and I've got my own elevator. And you see that especially in the Zotos kind of places. Um, so I think people need, to be, uh, people need to be able to make a personal connection. Um, authenticity, I think, is, is a very important leadership aspect. And, and what does that mean? Because I, 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 walk the talk. Yeah. uh, Otherwise
0: it becomes such a hollow phrase because you hear it a lot now, but walk the talk. I mean,
1: if you need an, if, (laughs) if leaders need an external organization to decide for them what their next phrase is going to be for the upcoming year it it means there's something wrong with your organization why do you need so this year you're going to be the organization which is completely 100% going into this and the next year you need another brand organization is going to come in and tell you what your story is yeah that 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 doesn't make sense to me if yeah. you're not able to tell your own story um who are you and i and and so i also think people need to connect with the layers who they are leading if you don't know who you are leading so new hire, people coming in um, if a CEO of an organization doesn't now and then sit and, and and connects with the new talent coming in into the organization, listen to them, give them access, help them to bypass the bureaucracy. Um, if they will come into organizations and they're gonna learn the the hidden games of the organization or the the informal roots, then you you're making them something worse. You need them as they are like independent thinkers.
0: So if, if you have a new generation coming in, um, even if they're critical or if they have really fresh ideas, you should try to see from their perspective, even if it
1: feels weird or... Or uh, let them challenge you. Yeah. Even wh- wh- uh, why don't you have... So so there are some... Um, let's say if if, if people have li- uh, read the Iker Notes, for example, I don't know whether you've read it. There was an entrepreneur a couple of decades back and he built his organization. And what he did is he built a cell structure. Whenever my organization becomes 60 people, he split it up and made it two organizations of 30-30. And he gives them a directory, each of them, and they they're gonna sell to clients and then expand their own organization to 60 again. And when they whenever one cell reaches the 60 level, they split, split up, it and up to become two of 30. One of the that's one of the methods which' not it's not easy to do in a big uh, corporate organization, but it's it's possible for entrepreneurs who are scaling the organization. That's why I believe more in in that the future leadership probably is going to come from organizations who are now MKB who are like uh, smaller or medium sized organizations yeah and not necessarily from the big corporates because they are sometimes busy keeping their own structure alive, yeah, it's like um, big machines very slow. Yeah, you even have. Uh, I mean, Semco style kind of people. Of uh, Ricardo Semler from Brazil, he had one seat in the in the executive table, always available for any employee. He could walk in and sit at the uh, executive meetings. I mean, these are sometimes very big changes for big corporate organizations. But I do think there is a a new level of leadership needed because. I see many people, talents, leaving big corporates because they do not feel any place where they can uh, be themselves or express their talents and and contribute. Because they have to walk in line, so to speak. Yeah, you're just one small dot in this very big structure and just uh, behave accordingly.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of the um, employees of Goldman Sachs who uh, are now refusing to work hundred-hour work week, right? Who say you need to kind of treat us more humane.
1: Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Not 100. sure if
0: they're gonna win that <laughs> battle, but uh, they yeah. they started.
1: To yeah, I mean, it's crazy. In Belgium, it's compulsory now that if your organization has more than one hundred employees, you need to have a burnout coach. I mean, this this is we're building monstrous organizations, which is actually bad for people. Yeah. Uh so why how come people become a worse version of themselves through organizations if that's happening? I mean, I don't know whether you know it, but I I I spoke to some people and they said when I saw my manager playing with their kids, I was shocked. I was like, "Wow, he's really kind." And they were shocked because what you see in the office you mean now with corona
0: times and people seeing yeah, their managers at see, zoom yeah yeah, yeah 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 they
1: see and they're like oh, oh he's very nice to the kids he's
0: actually a person he's actually a nice yeah <laughs> actually
1: he's not a robot or she so i think we've we've built bureaucracies which are not uh any kind of relation to to whatever the purpose was for this organization to be built
0: so you see perhaps smaller companies that may be thriving, you see more flexible attitudes to work, like maybe not uh, a fixed contract if you don't want to, but more flexible contracts. Do do you also see less hard work, like not a 40 hours work week or not an 80 hours work week, but more relaxed in that sense? Or do you think that's not going to be part of the future?
1: Well, there are some debates about uh, the Basis income in Dutch. So yeah. let's say a base salary, yeah, which is a right and not something you yeah. have to work for. It's like a social security yeah. system. Yeah. yeah, and that, I mean, we have built, I'm not necessarily saying I'm in favor of it. I'm not sure what the science is saying, the latest science about that. But um, I think that there's something in the whole system that we've built that we need to work to keep this society alive. Yeah. Right. The, whole, the, the tax system, the pensions and, and just everything. so that means we are stuck in a system we have to work. If you don't work, if someone doesn't work, no one can choose not to work unless you're rich. So you need to study, you study you need to be to the point. What are you going to do after you study, you ask children what do you want to become later? Then never they're going to say that again, when they're studying, actually, obviously they don't want to become a Brand Fimont, etc.. because a pilot.: Well, I want to have a house. Yeah, or a pilot. Well, that's not... Look at KLM actually today. It's true. Uh, it's not a good... Uh, not the best job not the best probably job to, to be keep. in now. Um, but, but again, I think I lost the question.
0: Uh, well, we're, I was asking um, because you were f- reflecting on oh, yeah, companies that have burnout coaches, right? So I said, do you think in the future we will work less?
1: So I chose... So I stepped out of... I mean, I used to be a freelancer since I was 19 years old or maybe 20 a host, debate leader, etc. And uh, I did some hosting on TV. And then I, my mom told me, uh, you should get a real job. You're still like a student, working part-time, doing things, and then you're just relaxing. You have to have a real job. So that's when I applied for Shell. And I had a real job, quote-unquote, uh, for five years. And then I started to, uh, you know, entrepreneur. And I, and I built my consultancy. And then... Um, and what I'm saying is a lot of people, they approach me and they say, hey, Umar, can you coach me, help me? I want to step out of my full-time job. And I see a lot of people doing it. Sometimes I tell, are you sure? What are your expenses now? Do you think you can manage it? What are your responsibilities? Why do you want to do it? Um, but I do think that definitely there will be a more hybrid way of working for those who can afford, uh, for those who have the intellectual capacity or specialization or networks or a, a safety net for themselves, I think many people will then choose not to work for an employer full-time. Yeah, I think many people are somewhere dreaming in their minds. I still, whenever I get the chance, I will start my company. Whenever I get the chance, I will travel. I want to do this or that. There are a lot of we want to, I want to in a later stage somewhere in life. Uh, I think many people will be happy if they can pull that forward five years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then as a last question, uh, I think it kind of matches because this is about what people want. What would be your hope for the future of work and leadership? What are you hoping for to see a transition or to see something
1: change? Um, I think more diversity within leadership of organizations um, we are seeing this happening in the cultural sector in the Netherlands, in the arts, in the museum. But I also would want to see it in the in the big corporates. Actually, uh, less than three percent has a different cultural background, and I think it's still not enough women up there. So uh, I think the leadership should change. Um, And there are many, 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 many good people and many inclusive leaders up there, I think. But somehow there is something in the middle layers of organizations which which try to prevent change. Yeah, where things get stuck. At the other side, I also think that leaders... So for example, in our organization, we have 150 employees. And uh, we are thinking of when someone enters as an employee in the restaurant what would be the ideal case for us uh, as in a success story for this employee? And we think of different streams, but if someone wants to grow further, 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 what could it be? And the ideal for us would be that someone then who entered as an employee five years or 10 years later can be a franchise owner, Uh, could be a franchisee of our organization because we're franchising as well. Um, Why? Because we know then that this person will... Leave a certain social economic class will grow on this social economic ladder. Uh, there is an environment, of family, friends, etc. They will be employed there. There is so much more which becomes possible for them. If so, you basically be help help them become entrepreneurs somewhere. And and that's why since I think half a year, I have this, I have my own dreams as well, which is I really want to help people to build their organizations as well many who are thinking about it. And I know they have the skills, they have the networks, they have a good idea. Sometimes they just need some minor financial backing. So helping people to have access to capital is very important to me. Uh, We're doing that as well. We connect some starting entrepreneurs with with people with capital who can uh, invest. Some of these, these are some of the blockers which will help a lot of people, yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that inspiration. And thank you all for listening. If you found this story inspiring, then please do share it with your own network because we need more future-proof leaders and organizations like this. And a good review, a five-star review, makes us really much easier to find for other listeners. Hope to see you back next time.